Welcome to Let's Talk. Where ordinary people are doing extraordinary things. We are live and interactive. With education. Spoken word. Good evening, Facebook, YouTube, and Periscope, as well as our other streaming channels. And tonight, as usual, Tuesday night in the Poetry Corner, and we're on Season 3, Episode 5. Wow. Time flies when you're having fun. We got a packed house tonight, um, uh, and we've got more guests to come. I guess it's that black cinema and black love. That's the theme for our poets uh, on the last Poetry Corner uh, of Black History Month, and next month is Women's Month, so we might do something special for our beautiful women um, all through the month. Uh, that'll be up to King Atterbury if he decides. So without further ado, we're going to start with our first poet of the night. All right. So this is one a little fresh, so be nice. For the longest, we have been setting the stage on fire. The stars shining so bright and shooting like bullets in the sky got them saying, cease fire, cease fire. We have been doing it big for so long, from singers to actors, producers, directors, comedians, always coming on strong. Take a trip back in time. There are so many, there are so many stops along the way. See some of the top acts in stormy weather that will take your breath away. Or ease on down the road, skipping and stepping to the jazzy beat. Check out the whiz. I promise you'll be tapping your feet. The talent goes on and on, and I don't see it coming to an end. There are so many names to be called, I wouldn't know where to begin. 
Where would I start with such great flicks? Um, Dolomite, Shaft, and maybe that foxy chick. Ozzy, Ruby D, Denzel, Angela, Spike, Eddie and Jamie, the name of Q. Viola, Chadwick, Samuel L. Jackson, Morgan Freeman, Octavia Spencer too. Many in the past and more to come. All trailblazers dancing to the beat of their own drum. And if I did not pay tribute to this black queen, I would be amiss because the first Oscar went to her for Gone with the Wind, Hattie McDaniel, my Sigma Gamma Rho sis. That's it. Okay, now. Okay, yeah. now. All right, now. Okay, cool. Good evening, everybody. Uh, tonight's subject matter. Okay, well, when we talk about black love and cinema, you know, I, I'm so old that uh, I go back to Chicken George and Kizzy. You know what I'm saying? Like the original <laughs> <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I know that y'all too young to know about that. But, uh, this brother, uh, Chicken George, found his way back to the plantation after he had won his freedom for fighting chickens. He laid down with his wife, um, and the master told him, look, if you are here in the morning time, you a slave again. And he was willing to do it because he missed his wife. But she told him, look, I don't want to lay down with no slave. So, so you're going to have to run. You know, this is my first, you know, I'm a child watching this and being in love with that. So... That's my that's my little contribution to that. Um, actually, I do have a piece called Cinema, so uh, I'm gonna get right into that. Cinema. Sweetly, I envision you in sweeping thoughts so tenderly, and of this, I bind together a secret cinema of your face, of your hair, of your smile, but fleeting moments of black and white flicker and fade away as I sit alone. Yes, in my mind, I share no audience, but when the curtain falls, you are gone. Thank you. Yes, sir, Brian. Yes, sir, Brian. Yes. Right, yeah. Poet, poet right there. <laughs> All right. So y'all know what I'm gonna do. Um, I love black everything. But black movies in particular are my favorite thing. And whenever I go on one of my streaming uh, networks like Hulu or, or Netflix, the first thing I look for are the black titles. Um, and I think that that's important that we see ourselves on screen. So this is my tribute to black cinema. I'm gonna title it on the big screen. I was like, Brian said previously, a little bitty thing, first time I saw people who look like me on the big screen. And they weren't just doing something crazy like robbing a bank or, I don't know, being a slave. They were actually doing things that I would like to do myself. Like, I remember the first movie that I saw where I saw Black Love being depicted. Diana Ross was playing opposite Billy Dee Williams. I remember when I saw Lady Sings the Blues for the first time, I didn't quite understand the backstory. But as I grow older and watch things over repeatedly, I can see but an impact those two had on Blacks in Hollywood and the movies that we see. They had to set a bar and a standard to how we should see ourselves on screen. 
It's one of those amazing things. They were dressed to the nines. Her hair was always properly coiffed. I'll be honest with you. Billy D. Williams' hair was looking pretty slick, too. He was walking around like a boss. I mean, I could see him being that cat. And he wasn't just the dude from the Coke 45 commercials that I would later see him come to regret. But what I was trying to emphasize, and I still am, when I began this piece, was how beautiful it was to see black men and women loving each other the way that they're supposed to on a big screen. I think the next couple of movies that I saw afterwards weren't quite as fantastic for me. But as I got older and was seeking love in my own life, I would have other examples. I remember the first one that I enjoyed, and it was um, Love Jones. And all I could think was, I need a Darius. I need a man that's going to be that funk in my right thigh. I don't know what it even meant at the time when I heard it, but I just knew I needed that. I couldn't figure out why. Later on, I saw another couple who were up and rising stars in Hollywood, and they had brown skin. They were two Hoopers. One was a woman and the other was a man. It was showing how their strengths and the checks and balances between both of them being an athlete and a student and the love that they had between them. My favorite line from that movie was, I'll play you for your heart. That was the start for me to try to find as many as possible where people love being depicted positively. I'm Gina Stone. Thank you for indulging me in peace. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, Gina. Yeah. Play you for your heart. <laughs> Double or nothing. Oh boy. All right. Um coming up as a youth, I was very disappointed in um the black existence, the way it was portrayed on TV. Um I guess I couldn't be satisfied because even when the Huxables did it, I still had a little bit of apprehension. Um I just got tired of seeing people, black people in just bad situations and it's just accepted to be that's the way it is the way it should be this piece right here <clears throat> there's a there's a pervasive problem of biased violence in our theaters i think not only black people but all people have an aversion against real heart searching in the urban cinemas now, I'm not saying two people in love has been all bad since Romeo and Juliet, but the topic has been definitely been beat to death. The story about how he never left or how the man goes away in death or she gave everything, including herself. Just two folks against all the odds. I want to see the love of peoples. The love people have when they live everyday lives and they look to be neighbors with no hierarchy no class distinction or wealth inequality. Listen close people. I propose a movie of epic beauty of where all men are brothers and all women are our sisters and we treat them accordingly. A place where all the children are our children and every adult is a trustworthy shepherd. A movie of how meaningless is money and being penniless is a figment and not based on pigment. If it ever gets the green light, this is the movie that will not cost any money. Awesome. 
Hello, everybody. Hey, Joy. Welcome hey, back. Thank back. you. Right. Thank you. Okay, I'm a little up to speed. Internet was down. Okay, so the movie that I'm going to choose to relate to tonight is Queen and Slim. Mm. Um, I think it's a movie about, like, you know, opposites attracting. But the scene where they were dancing, and it seems like without words, they just kind of knew each other from a different place. So that's what kind of inspired this piece. Mm. It's your music that moves me. It's the overture that plays the curvature in your Cupid's bow and the symphony in every soliloquy that you speak to me. Feed me, charge me with your magic, spit bars from here to Mars. You give me a court side view of the stars, touch it softly, lay your stylus gently upon my record, electric and violent. I hear your silence, entice me. It be your music that sets my song free. See, that's it. It's your music that I'm longing to get caught in. I want to play in your whiskers like Santana tickles a Gibson. I want to straddle your Stradivarius. Savant, master the V in my virtuoso. God body MC, color my color me lyrically Picasso. Blow on it. Tickle my backbone like Coltrane on the saxophone. Use your fingers. Play with it how you want. Thelonious monk. Round my corners round midnight. I want to glide on your rhythm like Genuine's pony ride. Blossom in the back of my throat like cherry wine and good ganja smoke. I'm your one woman mosh pit, poised for your next hit. It's your music that I'm addicted to, and I can't get enough of it. And that's that piece. The movie that uh that I'm gonna uh, do is actually Love Jones because um that movie is the reason why I'm a published author today. Um that is by far my favorite movie ever. Wow. Um so this piece is called that Love Jones vibe. <clears throat> there is this passion that burns, and between us we can feel the heat as our bodies yearn. Tossing and turning in your bed and me on the couch, just trying to be friends, but our bodies are justifying the means to an end. Just in that moment you put a pillow between your legs thinking he's gonna have to beg, but I got a blues for Nina. And this music play, and I palm the mic, I'm trying to, show you how you have my words captivated and mesmerized. Me trying to gather my thoughts and freestyle to your heartbeat has me mystified. Darius said, God is a woman. If you ever kissed a woman, you know that a woman have a certain power, a certain sexual thing that renders men totally incapable of functioning. Make, <laughs> make me crippled as I put my lips upon yours. Allow my inability to function in your power, make me yours. Use your goddess energy to enslave me into your sexual fantasies. Make me crave you after I've tasted your lips with your beautiful abilities. An ability to make me speechless because the joy you bring has me relentless. Who am I? 
Well, they call me brother to the night. And right now, I'm the blues in your left thigh trying to become the funk in your right. Is that all right? <laughs> I mean, I'm just demonstrating the transparency of power, the kind that looms and tower over the energy we both feel. And as we both will bow and kneel to this essence of a Love Jones sensation that will bloom with love's manifestation. And we will make love sounds with heavy breathing, body sweating in the passion of our loves. That's poetry reading, telling each other how much we want it, how much we need it. And this right here, this right here, let me tell you something. This right here, right mm -hmm. now, in this very moment is all that matters to me. I love you. And that's urgent like a motherfucker. Because I got more than just poetic words. I've got the poetic actions for those words to come to life while you say, I am a dancing, a bright beam of light. I am remembering love. And I'll be forever in love with you every day. And that's that piece. Thank you. Hi. Good evening. So I was so excited about this topic. I feel like I've been in love since you announced it since, um, on Thursday. I think one of the things that I really appreciate about Black cinema, but more so about Black love and cinema, is that when you look at the history of Black Americans in, in history, in, in, in cinema, sorry, we've had quite a journey. First, we had to be humanized, um, and then we had to be able to tell our stories, and now we're telling our stories about love. So I think that that's an, an amazing journey. And so my first piece um, is, about, is about that. Black love on screen. It was always love at first sight. Sometimes we just refuse to see, always seeking to be accepted not accepting that we will be received. So we cover our attraction in lies about where we gotta be and who we gotta meet and oh, how the time flies. Between the moment I first see you and when you allow yourself to see me, when you give up your role and I lay down my lines and we revel in the existence and pleasure to just be creating art and writing poems and dancing slow, like how they do up on that screen. I would say the end, but it is only just the beginning. Thank you. All right now. Yeah. All right now. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. Right now. Hey, brother. All right, there you go. Peace. When um, I heard the topic, it just brought me back to a little boy in the Bronx going to the movies um, in the 70s, actually. So, yeah, I go back to the Kunta Kente and the Roots and stuff, too. Um, let me pull this up. All right. Here we go. Man, in the 70s, when the Black movie came out, I just had to go see it. So I walked down the street to the theater with one pants leg rolled up and then my hair was an Afro pick. But yo, my hair was so nappy Wilson couldn't pick it. It was cool. When I walked, I had my own soundtrack. It went boom wicket, boom wicket, boom wicket, boom wicket. 
when I didn't have on my old New York Knickerbocker short shorts, long tube socks with the stripes and procads, I'd be rocking my polyester vines, even in the summertime, because I was hot rocking my threads. I tell all the cats, I'm a man's man, a hustler's hustler. I keep me some bread. Because after I beat up that bully, I was the duke of the school. I was the joint. I was always on point. Like Iceberg Slim, I was just too cool. But for one sister, I would play the fool. Have you seen her? Or can you tell me, have you seen her? Well, I lied when I said one, but I guess it was two. Because on TV, there was this princess, and her name was Thelma Evans. She'd make the man's man say, duh, 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 duh. damn, go cop me an engagement ring and call up the reverend. Reverend Chickenfoot, that is. But as I walked around with my own sound and hopped an OJ to the theater downtown, I drooled over the exploitation queen who held the crown down, and her name was Miss Pam Greer, AKA the original Foxy Brown. Now she was too fly. And for you youngins that don't know, let me clarify. She's not Foxy Brown the rapper, she's Foxy Brown the kidnapper. Rocking the Afro with her Apple Jack hat looking dapper. And to this day, you know what I mean? I wish I had a time machine so I could jump through the movie screen, into the scene, and get at her. So we could walk away towards that OJ, like boom, wicked, kaboom, wicked, boom, wicked, boom, wicked, peace. Oh, yes, sir, brother. Okay, this piece I titled Black Movie Love. Good deeds about last night, witness Sylvie's love. After waiting to exhale, brown sugar, I miss you much. After a love Jones, why did I get married? The best man condoned it. Two could play that game, hmm, love and basketball moment. Allow me to let you connect to me very successfully. Beyond the lights, anything can be pure, raw, and special. Medicine, Mechlonely, drawing disappearing acts. I could be south side with you if God have my back. Keep that she want a poetic justice after thinking like a man. Queen and Slim plans with a just right program. Check fences along with the photograph of Jason's lyric. If Bill Street could talk, enjoying Claudine's music. The perfect match may set up a temptation premature. Then line between love and hate, shoot a shot with no score. Into a last holiday with a woman like the preacher's wife. Outside the holy doors, you may just have to think twice. Catch a flick or a show, whether it's have or have not. Don't get caught up in the hype, leaving you stuck in one spot. Lost in boomerang, don't play yourself with a common Jones. Find yourself with purple rain and baggage claim all alone. Commitments, a film by Carol Mays is still today. The love letter from out the blue might be on its way. Under the cherry moon, watching a graffiti bridge, enjoy the art with who you with until you find your niche, King. This piece is titled uh, Ready, Set, Action, Love. <laughs> Help me understand why I can't get enough of playing in your field of dreams and 
Your matrix of endless possibilities exposes me to a different guardian in your galaxies that appears to indicate the mountain between us that creates a cinematic three, 300 plus lifetimes that I would spend living above your underworld just like a bird of prey. This Iron Man would convey all the endless times we spent playing love and basketball while I tried to convince you and all all the time thinking about this poetic justice that makes me want to fight the power with just us. Because, baby, you got the juice, and that's the truth. All that power in your sexy youth, young enough to crave the best man, strong enough to have your just right and control all the essence of your thoughts as I get lost in space, only to become the last man standing. <laughs> but then it's already the day after tomorrow, and I'm landing. Better yet, I'm slipping and falling to Fast and Furious, wondering if you'll catch me on Valentine's Day, especially when we have things never said today. Baby, I'm waist deep. Like Queen and Slim, I cannot sleep. Running from the law like I'm a bad boy. And my team is hard as Jody and Baby Boy. Can I be your love, Jones? And you my brown sugar, Miss Jones? The paranoia in me creates this disturbia in me that tells me how to play your game. Baby, I just want to know, can I get caught up in your matrix and be the transformer while you call me Mr. Fix? It, because I am legend. And it's apparent that I guard your galaxy in seven days and nights of my mission impossible task. But for you, my family will no longer pray. And it's inevitable that on this Valentine's Day, you will fall in love with me <laughs> so we can spend every New Year's Day in love. I love you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love you. That's that piece. Yeah. Yes. That, that in my school oh my time, baby. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> he was talking about me. <laughs> okay. How do I follow that? So what I have prepared is what I can relate to. You know, you got to acknowledge what you relate to before you can move on. So one of the most, the movies that I can relate to the most is Baby Boy. <laughs> you know, how you have a history of toxic love in order to learn something different, you have to acknowledge where you've been in order to grow from it. So that's a big part of the inspiration behind this piece right here. It's called Ode to Boys. You, just like that, the smile, the smile, I'm sorry, the smell, the smile, the feels, the gap. I taste it when I say your name. I can't resist your little game, boy. My heart jumps at the sight of you. I stand at attention and delight of you. I'm chained to this in spite of you, boy. From a memory stirring all my senses, your name sends my nerves all on ending. A chase kiss branding me from beginning, boy. Raw and open at the thought of you. There's nothing I wouldn't do for you. I'm I'd risk it all if you asked me to, boy. Reserved and patient at the lead. I'd kill for all your wants and needs. Just tell me what you want from me, boy. At the helm and at the ready, hard body, hand steady. I regret the day you ever met me. You won't behave, won't set me free, boy. Let me be. What is it you want from me? Tell me. Would you tell me, please? Tell me. Tell me slow. Say things I don't want to know. Play games, I know I real regret. I'm damned the day we ever met. Boy, I taste the chocolate. A taste of chocolate haunts my dreams. It's messing with my self-esteem. I know the drama that you'll bring. All boys love breaking things, but 
I love you. Yeah, you, just like that. The smile, the smell, the feels, the gap. I taste it when I say your name. I'm cursed the day you ever came. That's that piece. Ooh. All right, man. All right, queen. All right. Thank you. Boy. Look at that. Boy. Motion. <laughs> All right. Like Jay-Z, a ghetto kid from Marcy in Brooklyn, NYC. All these sucker pimps and players hated me. They underestimated me. But even Ray Charles and Stevie could see the genius in me. On me, you couldn't run technology like three-card Molly, because I ain't no fraud. In any dice game, I beat the odds. 5-0, 10-4 in the SWAT team, wanted war. But first, you have to catch me breaking the law. And then you'd have to find my weapon. And from these mean streets, there ain't no half-stepping. Because we've been doing it in the park. We've been doing it in the dark. Oh yeah, Rock Creek Park. With joints we spark as we beware of the knocks and pigs. They, they thought I'd fall into their traps cause they gave me some party cause they gave some cheese to these rats. They thought this because I'm black, but I'm smarter than that. I got the game sewed up like Chinese laundromats. And I got the after hour spots jumping like Mexican jumping beans and Shanika and them doing jumping jacks and playing hopscotch. All cause they don't like the way that I bebop and move the crowd with my hip hop. But I was the last hustler to truly rule these blocks. Everybody was on my payroll from the judges to the cops. Y'all needed to stop wasting the taxpayers money trying to APB on me. Because when I got on that plane with my black Lois Lane, that was the end of the game. And I'll tell you why. Because y'all got y'all Clark Kent, but I'm super fly. Peace. Yes, sir, bro. Yes, sir. Got a gun on him now. <laughs> Thank you. All right, so I definitely like this topic, but my mind was all over the place because it's so many good movies, so many good soundtracks, and I'm a music person, so I'm always hearing the music. But um, this is an older one I had, which you know kind of works with it. It's untitled, but here it is. As I remember the events of yesterday, I noticed how my last five heartbeats were beyond erratic, squirming in my chair as if I was listening to Eddie King Jr. belting out that note on stage. Not only was I brought to my highest peak of ecstasy, having me slumped over like ladies singing the blues, the session had my heart racing as if speeding down a winding hill with no brakes, mahogany. I think a tear might have fell when I thought of the embrace we experienced just before collapsing and moving into our separate corners. Then the mental sound of the bell rang for round two when I began to brush against you. Sunlight set on you and you were there looking all thirsty for another taste. 
it was calling you just like it did Pookie, but you wanted to act all new Jack, pretending to be hard. It did not matter that it was the height of summer, sweating and panting as our bodies collided. I even think I heard myself saying, ooh, Mookie, instead of his name. Thankfully, he was too into concentrating on the exact stroke to hit the right spot to really set it off. All the while, making it more better. He looked at me and saw that sparkle in my eye, and he knew he had me. In my mind, I kept thinking of the tune, what can I do with this feeling? And that was the moment I knew I was hooked on his love, or rather his loving. Meanwhile, I was trying to give him something he could feel. But soon, months would go by, he was just offering a piece of his love until he eventually was saying goodbye love. Not trying to accept what he was saying, I continued to ask, is this the end? And looking crazy and lost in love with his actions, not always words, told me, you're not my kind of girl. Fire. You know I loved it with that new edition, right? You know, you know. Peace of my love. Swimming off the off. <laughs> um, the name of this piece right here is called uh, Oh Silly Duck. That's a piece that I had uh, wrote for my wife. It's about going from uh, one stage of life to the next stage as far as becoming wiser, a uh, better husband, a uh, better friend, a uh, better brother. Oh Silly Duck. No more thrills, no more hunting kills just the lonely chills depressed under the weight of life's debt and this is my bill oh the finality of the field bare and naked plucked of my quills and frills just a down in the muck duck busted bill inaudible cluck my when i knocked and rocked around the clock and i was on a loose like a night swoosh and before first light i was slipping to the night and would stop and re-knock before making it off of her block, adjacent at a neighbor's spot. I have bowed over many women, got my jollies and mastered folly. In fact, kun laude, oh lordy, all the busted forties, all the hapless shorties who adored me for my vision of my image, for a mocking of the image for which Jah created me to be. I mocked your image of wisdom, I mocked your image of justice. I mocked your image of power. And I especially made a mockery of your love. Even when I chose for not and hurdled your stumbling blocks and lay broken, not knowing you had already picked me up. So foolish I could give it one more good try. Even if this time I should die and my lovers not cry. As they lie, as they eulogize I, R.I.P. He lived till he lied in pieces. Me a pleasant afterthought at a card party. Please, I beg you, old Jai, 
through my foolishness, remember my heart during its purest. When I seen the aftermath of my actions and saw with my own eyes why you were so disgusted with my path. So sad, I must have been mad. So I say, Lily, lay still, say nothing. For you are my last love and lover. I have traded my lots and buckshots for one slug. One shot, one kill. An order placed long ago and finally fulfilled. A contract inked in flesh. Till we rest, till death. Know you, know me. And we are blessed to be jealously selfish of each other's caress. You finally have a penis and I have breasts. For we are of one flesh. Our stride is in lockstep in joy and the rest. We stood before God and our offspring witnessed. And he has blessed our nest and taken away our emptiness with interest for our wise invest in peace. Ooh. Yes, sir, bro. Next level. Next yes, level. Good job. That's definitely dope. Thank you, Whoa. That was incredible. Thank you, Justin. So if you if you are a poet, I'm sure that Love Jones is in one of your top five. Um, I know it's it's in mine. Um, so this piece is dedicated to that movie. It's titled The Nina Perspective. There is not much to say about how I feel when you walk into the room. I see the light that cannot wait to dance in your hair. How jealous I become just knowing that it touches you while I am sitting there. I just love your gait and your strut while you walk, your book of mystery in hand as you approach the stage. You are always ready to share with the world your deepest thoughts, your intellect, and your heart from each of your glistening pages. All of the ladies in here wish that you were their man. And that's such a damn shame. They don't know that every single one of your words has been written in my name. I cannot listen to your lines without recalling how good they felt when you spoke them upon my skin. Verses on my shoulders. Lyrical arrangements on my neck. Melodic lines across my lips. There's so much beauty in the journey from where your lines first begin. It's so funny me sharing all of this when we haven't even met. But I feel your rhythm, rhythmical compositions in the center of my soul. And I know this will be our best love yet. Thank you. Beautiful. Beautiful. Oh, having fun and everything. My jewels. <laughs> I love that jewels. I love that jewels. Wow. <laughs> Some great work uh, tonight. I'm telling you. Um, uh, the other day I came across uh, 
a piece that I wrote uh, as a teenager. Uh, someone had a piece about young love. So this was mine. Now, I don't know why a 14 year old be writing this, but anyway, it's called <laughs> it's called Voids. <clears throat> Emptiness perhaps controls my love. I don't know why she tortures me. So she is my enemy because she gives me no answers. Her many lovers fulfill voids within herself, or so she tells me. She doesn't seem to see that by doing this, she creates voids within me. I must liberate myself from this oppression. I wish I'd never spoken her name because her emptiness controls me. Thank you. Mm. Wish I wow. never met her. Wish I never met her. That's, That's, right. That's real love. Beautiful. And you're in love with a woman you can't stand. That's real love. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to leave y'all with this last piece. Um, see, when I was growing up, in the, in the hood and the projects, I didn't get to see many movies. Mm. And the movies, the movies that I got to see was because my teenage mom and dad decided they were going to take me to see these growing up movies. Mm -hmm. Scarface, My Bloody Valentine, American Gigolo, which they had my eyes covered almost the whole movie. But I'm going to do this old to black sitcoms because they were my movies. <clears throat> Man, I tell you, it's a different world where I come from. Proud family strikes gold. Bars for them silver spoons, even if different strokes looms. Good times spitting bars, but fresh Prince of Bel-Air with new cars. More importantly, Mr. and Mrs. Jefferson told me long ago that Webster was more than a dictionary lesson. Now this cipher in WBAC got me living single. I wish I had more girlfriends to just kick it and mingle, demonstrating and illustrating my illustrious skills as the smart guy. Somebody said that family matters, then tell me why and what's happening. When I was hanging with Mr. Cooper, my ears was ringing because they gave me a guest spot on the Steve Harvey show as I was coming on the Cosby show. Let me check my afro because I'm bald like my man Rock since I'm clowning like the Wayne brothers. Hold up, Doc. Moesha was loving my flow. She paid $227 in dollars, though. I guess I'm not as good as Bernie Mac. Plus, everybody hates Chris. Oh, snap. Let me chill for Grady gets the Sanford and Son insults. Even though my name ain't Martin, I guess it's my fault. And that's that piece. Yeah. Yes. Nice okay. matchup, man. <laughs> Every show I ever saw in life. Thank well, y'all. Okay. <laughs> deep on that one. Thank y'all. Hey, man, I appreciate y'all, man. Y'all are dynamic. Y'all beautiful, <laughs> man. I'm going to have to listen to the playback because I know y'all got more heat coming. <laughs> but one love, one mic, y'all. One love. One love, Amazing, one mic. Brother. brother, man. All right. All right, so this next freestyle, I'm gonna do something different. This is something I've never done. I'm gonna break my freestyle down to three parts. This is my old two boys in the hood in three parts. Part one, when the movie begun, I saw a couple speaking about their only son. Each of them knew that this was a necessity that in order for Trey to grow up to be the man that he needed to be, he needed to be raised by his father, you see. 
So Reba humbled herself and gave Furious the opportunity to do what she felt like later she didn't want him to be poking out his chest and thinking that he had done his due diligence, but he actually had. She said, mothers have been doing this for decades, for years and years. Women have been doing it all by themselves. But luckily, that boy had a man in his life who wanted to be a daddy. The first love that I saw when that movie began was the family. They may not have been together, but they were able to co-parent and make sure that that man made it. Beginning when he was a child, all the way until at the end of the movie when we found out that he was going to be college bound. All of that was a necessity of back empowerment in a movie. Part two, the next thing that I noticed was his crew. See, Doughboy and Rick, and it was funny because I couldn't remember what his name was. And then I saw him with that Jerry Curl wig and it came back immediately. Chris, y'all want to see a dead body? Was the line that he said in the movie that made me say, ooh, something wrong with him. But I got it. See, they were growing up in South Central and that's just the way things were. They had to every day live in an urban jungle in which friendships were forged and lost due to gunplay. I remember when Rick, um, Trey got stopped by the cop, or even when Furious shot at that dude who had walked in his spot. And he said somebody had been praying for that fool because he had ran out of his shoe. And I realized how important it was that when you're growing up and you're black in America, that you have boys that will hold you down and those connections will be good. Then part three. There was this relationship. There was a girl who had moved across the street and all the boys had been calling her, their woman, their lady, their wife. You know, I don't know how she's gonna be your wife when I put on my dingling in her every night was my favorite of those boys who were vying for her attention. It was amazing to see the progression. They had gone from high school to college bound. She was gonna hold on to her virginity. That made me smile. But it was one of those things that make you think how is this even a possibility? He was like, you know what? When you gonna give me these kids? While everybody else was doing what they did, and he lied to his father while he was getting his hair faded. Got into the car the next day, or maybe later on, I can't remember which, and he was speaking to Rick, and he was like, man, I ain't never lied to Pops. And he was like, what are you talking about? I told my Pops that I was, wasn't a virgin. He was like, well, you ain't, is you? He said, well, technically, I kissed and maybe fingered a couple honeys, but I had never actually done it. Ricky wanted to know why. And this is what Trey said to him. I don't want to be a daddy. His best friend already was. And they haven't even been high school graduates. So the whole culmination of the boys in the hood for me was all the ways that we can still see on a big screen what black love is supposed to be in peace. This is a piece called Billy D Memory, Nothing Less. All the fun times we had under the polluted air were strong. Wish we could have some of the moments again in a higher spiritual form. Just to look into the eyes, face to face, and smell your fragrance. These are my thoughts put down on paper because you are one of my favorites. Beautiful woman that you are, so heavenly, seen by my heart. Gotta be honest to myself, you set the ball high with a mark. It's cool for how it be that is between you and me. I speak with God before I go to sleep and some prayers on my belief. Society has been bitten with a pandemic issue. Wrote this poem because I miss you, although on screens I see you. So the time you make for me, I appreciate and love it. 
the justice of being trusted is like a blessing in abundance. When your worries are on the table, rest your feelings on your friend. I'm always open for conversation whenever you want to begin. Morning, noon, and night, hit me up. I'll be there. One thing that we both share, love for each other. That is rare. King. King. Yes, indeed. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's funny. After every uh, performance, y'all got me like on Family Feud. I'm like, good answer. Good answer. <laughs> <laughs> y'all are, are awesome. Uh, the name of this piece is called In the Loving. <clears throat> it is in your loving. It is in the years of healing, my confidant. It is in the decades of tenderness where you are never absent from my life and never absent is the yearning. It is in the kissing of my eyelids when I am weary, when you think that I am at rest, when I am cold, you cuddle close. You are the solar warming within my rib. And when universal blackness lays upon us, yes, when the quilt of night keeps us huddled beneath, exposed and fragile, I have no choice but to explore your hills, your valleys, your caverns, and arise with the morning dew, replenished and reborn. Thank you. Wow. Damn, Brian. Hey, goodness. Hey, everybody. What's good, brother? Hey, it's been a hot minute, bro. Um, been performing in a couple of places, but I, like I promised you, bro, I, I could be here now. So thank you for the platform and very good evening to all the poets. How's it going? No doubt. Uh, this piece is entitled, If I Could. There's a daily description of he went that way. Or just the other day, thus and so, well, where did he go? Why are we defined by how many bodies we invade the cemetery in between the chalk lines? I wish I could save the lives of innocence. Those stuck in the middle of the night when stuck in the tunnel when all they needed was a flashlight. So I throw racist dogs off of them and I rub the scent of 1,000 innocent black men on me and I tell them to turn right, just keep running and just stay out of sight. I wish I could have been there the evening before the thrill that ended the life of Emmett Till, get locked and loaded before the powder cake exploded and find a way to get him home while his killers were roaming aimlessly without a victim to kill. If I could... I would try to warn them all that this building's about to fall and as the tick tock in the box they would have killed four pretty girls way before they destroyed four different worlds. If I could, I would have been back at the Autobahn and warned Malcolm X that before he spoke to let them leave this stage for another day because all those folks, they really ain't woke. And all skin folk, they really ain't kin folk. You see, there's a journey that we need to be all on and how important you are is way deeper than any speech that you can give them today. And if I could, 
I would tell Rodney King to sing to Sandra Bland and demand that she not go outside because something just ain't right. Three-way call Sean Bell and tell him that tonight these cops are trying to hurt somebody and you have a wedding to be at. And maybe, just maybe, he would get the call to his nephew, Trayvon Martin, and tell him to tell his uncle to bring him Skittles. Stay close to home because there's a Zimmerman running about. If I could. I try to get you all to lift every voice and sing before the gunshots ring that killed Martin Luther King before the hammer hit the bullet because on this night, like all nights, like hot summer nights, need fans and the support that's going on to help us see that promised land. Even if you surmise that the infiltrators all had on the disguise so that these guys could blend in before we found them and we could find them and get them out of the way. And if I could, I would tell both of Gene to put both locks on the door before Emma Geiger got there and tell Ahmad Albert, don't jog there. Just beware of your surroundings because there are all these killers lurking about and looking to hurt another brother so they can have something else to brag about. If I could, I have Richard Brooks call Daniel Pride and text George Floyd, who was supposed to be on three-way, and all that to Atina Jefferson before she turned on her PlayStation, but because it was supposed to be texted Stephon Clark at his grandmother's home just before she got the answers and no calls to the actions of Philandro Castile before potential murderers took his life while his lady was trying to find something to talk into just in the nick of time. If I could, I would have brought all Alton Sterling CDs and shared them at my house with Freddie Gray while Eric Gardner smoked Newports, giving the key girly high fives so that we could all avoid connotations and persuasions that have harmful intentions. And if I could, I would watch Michael Brown graduate right after his big sister Brianna slept peacefully, getting up knowing that all black lives matter. Because at the end, I just want you to remember their names. Stop telling me what I already know, because black lives matter way before the hashtag. But damn, can we please just catch their killers? Peace. Big brother. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, okay. Guns blazing. That's how you dropped Welcome the mic. Back. Hey, come <laughs> in. You did that. Hey, thank you, everyone. Really thank nice. you. Who be next? All right, the name of this piece right here is called uh, Lily and Wheat. Um, wrote this piece for my wife, too. <laughs> <laughs> lily and Wheat. How bountiful is the beauty of a lily? Could awkward words flow evenly enough to draw in her outline or color in her colors, contours, and aroma? How do you express intangibleness? Is it fair to try with the lips? Could Webster's descript suffice to see beauty, grace, and integrity as sterile as his depiction would be? What is lovely? Isn't she? Yes. Like the rain over parched terrain says the growing grain sustenance his purpose and aim. Lily, forgive my shame. Might I know your name? If not, I fear you would be forever ingrained in some aspect of my mental imagery causing some type of neurological imagery. Subject, sensibility, and symmetry. Lily, 
solidly, but artfully and delicately balanced, cream of the crop, queen of the pageant, with a desire to be established. I tell you, our roots, our soil, our sweat, our toil. No pastry that enters his mouth would ever be as sweet than me saying, Lily, I am your week. In peace. Whoa. Mm, that was beautiful. Jay. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Just loving me some nappy, nappy. 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 Her sweet kinky naps go back to electromagnetic cat. From the land of the blacks, where the sphinx lamps. I need a nappy headed diva, and her I'm a believer. I get high off her like Gunja. I'm her quarterback. She's my wide receiver. I thought I told you before, yo, I'll never leave her. I had to hit her with a Fridley Crest uh, Instagram link when I heard her playing Lauren Hill and saw her Kimmich Kings. She's a lavender flower in a world that stinks. As she walks by like Miss Sadie, that's a sophisticated Southern lady. Even the devil winks. But 666 can't have her, cause she'd rather have the Kushite deity. And baby, that be me. Just loving me some nappy nappy. Loving me some nappy nappy, just loving me some nappy nappy. Loving me some nappy nappy. See, I've been going through struggles. My struggles, my initiation. So when I saw her on the street, there was no time wasted, no procrastination. Harlemite born, yo, we don't play. I stepped to her with no delay like, Sweet Jesus, can I touch the hem of your garment? And of course she laughed as I asked her for her business card and her autograph. Some matrix type chicks would have walked on past, but her dread type nappy antennas detected that this brethren right here was a winner. Just loving me some nappy nappy. 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 Her sweet kinky naps go back to electromagnetic cats from the land of the blacks where the sphinx naps. So as she walks the streets, all she hears is raps like, Yo, my holla bag. Can a brother get some play? And hey, yo, what's up with that? What's up with that? Because brothers used to think that only light skin was in. Whether, whether, oh my God, brothers used to think that only light skin was in, whether temp or perm or tracks, but never a double chocolate delicious diva with black naps. I'll take either one, I'll take them as they come, all shades of the light spectrum. Her Kimmich Kinks remind me of an African village, tribal Shabazz, nine ether, smoke. Incense and drums, just loving me some nappy nappy. Peace. That right there. That right there. That was gonna go, come on.
That right there. <laughs> he said, love that nappy, nappy. <laughs> Yo, that's dope. That's the old school style from, from whence we all began poetry. That was really dope, bro. No, oh, thank you. Appreciate it. Yes, I'm <laughs> Took my heart with that one. <laughs> thank you. Okay. Something on self-love kick and since the topic we're going with is love in cinema one of my favorite movies is a uh, beast of a southern wild it's about a little girl finding an identity i related to that a lot so that is i'm dedicating this piece to that one um it's called recoil they never warned me or I don't recall at least, about the fleeting wings of youth's elasticity in all things. We were never told about the value impatiently waiting to unfold. No, we were never told that youth was a gift that someone had their hands in, that death would ever be a close friend. Live like this is, like this is your last until the end. You'll never be good. You'll never be good enough. You better be tough. You'll be plucked like yet ripe fruit, fruit. <laughs> squandered. Okay, squandered away. I kind of lost my place. I'm sorry, y'all. Take your time. It's been a sister. rough night for me. Take, Take your time, time beloved. Take your time. You got this. They never warned me, or I don't recall at least, about the fleeting wings of youth elasticity in all things. We were never told about the value of patiently waiting to unfold. No, we were told that youth was a gift that someone had their hands in, that death would ever be a close friend. Live like it should last until the end. You'll never be good. You'll never be good enough. You better be tough. You'll be plucked like yet ripe fruit, squander away your promise. Youth was a vulnerable place to wait with bold or tentative steps to take. We weren't warned that even tough nuts can sprout seeds. There blooms a star even in dandelion weeds. Even the greenest of gardeners know tough weeds don't take much to get to take hold. Even in hostile places they grow. Waiting was the missing stone. We weren't warned. We weren't warned that the siren song is a magic gift to a siren, that monsters and mavericks are both mythical and worthy of awe. We awesome beasts were never warned that the best in us is investing ourselves. Thank you. So to end out the uh, Black History Month, I'm going to do this poem. Um, say it loud. I'm black and I'm proud. Yeah, but when I'm loud, I'm considered aggressive. My hands might be moving a little too much. My neck's rotating with too much attitude. 
That's okay because I am who I am. And I will say what I want to say. Thinking back, I once had a girl say to me, she wished she had a tan like mine. I laughed and I asked, oh, so you want to be black? She said, oh no. But it was cool though, because I love the skin that I'm in. I love who I am. Although my hair may be a little unruly at times, I love every kink and curl. My lips are not only full, but a luscious treat. They are, no, they are all natural, not needing any injections or fillers of any type. My hips are wide with curves. I can balance a baby on them, do a little two-step, not even miss a uh, beat in my stride. My thighs are thick, and yes, my legs, they touch. So what? I never had a complaint. Finding good fitting jeans is very rare. So I'm fine with a little tugging and, and jumping than not having much there. Some people would pay for what I have, but I'm blessed being a black woman. There is nothing better. I'm black and I'm proud and peace. Say that again. <laughs> jumping in the tugging part. Absolutely. Come on now. All right, come on now. <laughs> okay. Beautiful. Nicole. Um, some of mine, you're welcome. Some of my favorite, my top five are um Sylvie's Love, The Photograph, um, Loving Basketball, Just Right, and Love Jones. And in all of those movies, just like in life. It's like people find each other, they have all these problems, and then they have to work to get back together again. <laughs> so, so this poem is dedicated to that journey, and it's um, entitled The One. You are resistant to take the leap, and I understand. Your life was already mapped out, plans already in motion. Like me, you had a vision and a plan. The map did not include detours. But here we are at a fork in the road. Shall you go your way and I go mine? Maybe we'll meet again in the future in some other space and time. The only thing that we'll miss is the opportunity to make memories. So go your way and I will go mine. And I will carry you in every action. And I will try to capture and scribe the moments that you will miss. I will see your face in each sunrise and I will kiss you to sleep with each sunset. I will write you notes and see you in my dreams and draft letters that will never be sent. Mm. Well, here we are. It's nice to see you again. 10 years since I saw you last. So happy to share that I've achieved my dreams and I know that you have done the same. It's important for you to know that no one has ever taken your place. I am so pleased that the highways and the byways have led us back to this space where we can now love each other freely. But please always know, please know that if that wasn't the case, I would have waited for you always. But I am so glad that you are here with me now. Thank you.
Okay, so I'm gonna tell y'all a story. Don't look at me funny after you hear it. This is um my this piece I'm I'm titling it Purple Rain. I wasn't 17, 18 even. More like 16 and some change. When I was spending part of my summer with my cousins and my half this aunt, she was my mother's friend and my father's sister. As a matter of fact, the wonderful thing about visiting them was because I lived in Joliet, they lived in Lockport. So I had all these new friends that every summer I got to play with. Now that I was in my teens, we weren't doing so much playing as we were trying to do other things like sneak into movies that were rated R. We didn't have to sneak. See, they had one of those moms that was cool, not like my parents who were so strict. And they took us to see Purple Rain and it was the ticket. I mean, it was like a whole new world had been opened up to me and it wasn't just the soundtrack. All I wanted to do was dip in that lake in Minnesota with Prince and find out where Erotic City was because that's someplace I'd like to live. There were so many things that I saw and so much music. It felt like I was in it, like not just a concert or musical. No, it was an experience. So Purple Rain for me was my first rated R movie that I ever saw that had mostly black cast. The thing that stuck in my mind the most was it was like the battle between the time and Prince and the Revolution. Now, Prince had other incarnations and other backup bands, but he was always the man. I don't care if he was wearing a ruffly shirt or high heel shoes or had long curly hair that looked like he was a woman who had spent all of her Saturday under a dryer. He was that dude telling you I was never attracted to a light-skinned man like I was him. I would never be again. But I will tell you something that I've always taken with me and I have it to this day is the love of black people, black music, black cinema, in peace. Peace. Look at you, girl. Look at you. I was trying to be grown. grown, That's all. (laughs) Excuse me. Peace is called Who Am I? I am the result of what happens when the ink dries. Before papers are discarded and ideas along with witty words that are crumbled. Those undiscovered lines of when the dove cries, the reflection seen in the mirror before it is spoken with any type of an infliction. I stand here as one of many variations in volume, pouring emotions into quills that form run-on sentences because those words are who we be when we're free. I am the dried tears of my ancestors whose sweat tastes like the salty sea they drowned in rather than be a slave. We are the verbally solution-focused soothsayers penning anagrams punctuated with antidotes of stanzas that will allow you to ponder and reflect and wonder. I am the continued untold story just waiting to be heard while being told your corrections don't need whiteouts. I utter influence as a malcontent and use words as instruments subliminally used to amuse while being the muse that captures your attention. I am the farthest thing from perfect, but I try to bring light to a confused tunnel that is filled and engulfed by darkness. And before you ask, who do I think I am? Well, I'm just a poet in penned format for you to understand that in certain cases, in certain instances, I am the closest thing to a god, but I am still mortal man. 
I respect this art form as if it was almost human, which is why my words give life to a wave of emotions to the voiceless crowd with each line that is that of a thread like a preacher, giving words to a congregation as just starving to be fed, weaving a web of words so intricately that it resembles a patch blanket a patch blanket telling stories to the next generation who will discover it like Egyptian hieroglyphics, asking themselves and those poets all around them what happened to us and what we are and who we're going to be and what are we going to add to this patch blanket of poetic stories? Mm -hmm. Who am I? Mm. I am the result of what people feel when the peace ends. I am called the voice of black history. Y'all know who I am? I'm called Versus. And that's that piece. All right, Versus. All right. All right, right brother. Yay. Dropping it. Thank you, y'all. <laughs> Good answer. Good answer. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you a fool. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Um, <laughs> this piece is called Dreams. <laughs> How can I walk in dreams and feel the warmth of the sun on black skin? How can I feel the wind gather in my lungs and within my bones? And I am running in this wind, chasing the sound of your voice through the landscapes of my mind, say my name tenderly again. I want to carry you with me. We too here in a dream, we are one, we are kindred to where my actions become your consequence and your pain becomes my penance. Let me absorb your wounds and hurt. Let me give you absolution. Let me decipher your unhappiness on this and other worlds emotionally, lovingly, in those fleeting moments of a dream, say my name sweetly again. I want to carry you with me. Thank you. Brian, you got to stop <laughs> acting bashful, bro. You's a bad <laughs> dude with that pen in the pad, family. I know, right? You's a bad dude with that pen in the pad. Architect. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, the architect. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Traditional poet. Oh man, where we are. All right, I just messed up with my okay screen there. Y'all can see me, right? Yeah, All right. Yes, we can. You are a cosmic being, a spiritual being, a child of the most high, the all I seen, the unmoved mover, the inner voice. You made it to earth because you made a choice, because you were only experience and you wanted to experience. You wanted a challenge. You wanted to make a change, a transformation. And now you sit around like you're helpless in your situation. You're playing victim. The matrix has got you all tangled. The system has you forgetting. So now you're a fallen angel, but you're an angel made of love, pure energy, electromagnetic. Within your physical composition are gifts, so just let it. Flow like H2O and stop holding back. Manifest your blessings and the creator will receive that bliss that you miss from the heavens but now it will be on earth because you knocked and the door opened. You're a seeking citizen of the universe, cosmic being. Time is slipping from the hourglass. Listen, you don't sweat time when you steady your mind on your plan. 
focus on the goal and be in self-command mode and drop bombs on them, release the alien, explode, boom. They should have backed up and gave you room because you ain't mediocre. You're a universe eloper. And I hope you execute your thoughts and let the negative drama in your life come to naught. If you forgot who you are, it's not my fault. You are love. You are light. You are not a nigga or a bitch. You are solar bound to be right. You got the sonship, the daughtership. As a direct descendant of the divine emperor and empress, you better recognize that you are bliss. Cosmic being, peace. Listen, come on now. Come on now. Come on now. Thank you. Come on, you got the voice of a giant, bro. Uh, Spit that. You. <laughs> uh, the name of this piece is called uh, This Breath. It's a uh, poem about a man being eaten by a bear. This Breath. Tread with care. The land and air are full of pitfalls and snares. Even mother bears. When robbed of her cubs, do not test her love because she ain't the one to be joking. She stands tall, bearing claws, twitching lips, violently split, frothing jaws. She has made her mind up to maw. She's at the meat market and the smorgasbord is free. And in the fleeting moment that lasts lifetime like rushing waters, you know it's about to wash all over you. But it is me in its entirety. In a moment like this, how pure can my prayer be? Let's see. Should I send a prayer about the length or the lack of my hair? What about my stock shares? Or would I pray that this stupid bear stop stepping on my shoes? What hood did this bear rep anyways? Should I pray that this bear show my spaces respect? Should I pray for this beautiful chain around my neck? Would I pray for a tech nine, a flagrant foul for my favorite team, attractive with a plow, a prize-winning cow, the world's best kung pow? A little pot belly sow, a soul seed, a rose with no bees, a cat with no fleas, or perhaps the neutrality of the Swedes. Oh, I know, a blunt full of weeds. Or perhaps just a whole mountain of personal needs. Meanwhile, this bear is just making my clothes just so raggedy. Tis, tis might as well pray for whisk. Man, my clothes are really getting ripped, crimsoned, and drenched. I don't know if they'll make it through the rinse. Should I pray to be rich? Should I pray to be a pimp and a caddy, to be or not to be the daddy, even though you know and I know that I impregnated Sally? Man. This bear is savagely inefficient. Then tore my pockets and shredded my cabbage, slobbering over my bones, destroyed my touch tone. Did I leave the stove on? I think I'm forgetting my way home. I already forgot two poems. I know I ain't gonna be able to find my comb. Why do my final thoughts leave me all alone? P.S. I just forgot this poem. Well, I guess it's time for flesh to rest as I clear what's left of my chest. <clears throat> ja, 
Accept his fleeting breath, my final request, unless. <clears throat> Yo, just Jay. Love it. That was nice. <laughs> yeah, man. I forgot this poem. <laughs> hey, that, that's the dopest line. While you still <laughs> spit it, I... <clears throat> this piece is called Impossible. I have a little petty in me, so this is my, my petty poem. <laughs> um, first of all, you look ridiculous. Why is your face like that? And what's wrong with your shoes? And who's that girl you're always with? She's just ridiculous as you. <laughs> you're always out here trying to solve the world's problems instead of focusing on yourself and always lending a helping hand when your hand should be in your own pocket. Talking to me about dreams and what you're seeking to achieve. And your friends are idiots too. Always trying to be gentle and kind. They need to be mean and tough. Don't they know this is a cold world? Y'all always talking about futures and opportunities as if they're going to come for you. And what are you looking at me like that for? What do you mean you like my hair and the way that I smile? Why do you, what do you mean you want to sit in the park and, and talk for a while? Who cares that you think I'm smart and that my heart is full of light? What do you mean you want to make babies and travel the world? How could you think I would want to be your girl? See, this is what I'm saying. No matter how hard I try to keep you away, you just keep on playing. But I like that, though. Maybe we should go to the park and talk for a while. Even though you're stupid, I really love your smile. <laughs> you may need to give me just a little bit of time to give up all of this fight because something tells me, even though I don't want to believe it, I believe that you are just right. Thank you. Oh, you, you better get uh, that man. You, that you better get him playing games. What's up with your shoe number? Fine. I'm about my stupid. Nah, he's so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> you know you find everything. <laughs> well, she killing bystanders okay. All right, dude. <laughs> All right. I call this one man a mystery. As he walked into the room, every woman who laid eyes on him thought he was an angel. But as for her, she knew he was sent only for her to behold. His skin was a smooth, dark cafe brown. He had not a blemish or a spot of imperfection and his eyes so clear she could see into his soul. Imagining the possibilities of a unique companionship, she retreats to a secret place of solace. And he is touching her mind and not only her hand, kissing her lips as well as her heart. Their love protrudes through any physical being. With every word spoken, the longing for one another is intensified. There's an endeavor to penetrate the other's soul with a deep incision that can't be repaired. Each one fights to love the other more, but neither one wins. I suppose 
It's not so bad to lose. In peace. Wow. Peace. Wow. All right, just, now. I mean, deep place right there. All right. All right, cool. All right. This is a piece I titled Mirror My Soul. Which side of me gets you? Tell me what side is special. I want to know how to catch you because you don't settle. Broadband my signals that what I be into. Mystical and magical auras that are essential. Ancestral prayers upon forming words that's heard. Sweeter than songbirds giving birth sounds purged. Left my spirit sky high till I see heaven's magnificent. Radiant, beautiful formation that look extravagant. Transport myself through stillness. Wake up brilliant. God knows I feel privileged feeling his glory in it. Dive inside the realm of music, tuning my mind. Enjoying divine chimes, which reminds me of a time. Captured a moment when I was down and out of luck. Now it's like, all oh, shucks, giving an audience more than what? Little bits of this, which was missed, so here I sit. In a chair controlling patterns of my breathing. Feel my kiss, King. Yes. Boy, out of Barry. Indeed, indeed. King just coming and be like, bong, eat that, eat that, bong. Wow, what a show tonight. Um, you guys, you guys, you guys in the chat, um, and myself, we just witnessed a a, a, a poetic massacre. Um, <laughs> They they did some things, as y'all can see. My background from touching it is all jacked up because I was sitting back witnessing some stuff. So, uh, whew. we're gonna close the show. Um, I, I'll just say that anybody that ever said a poetry show had this many poets and all tore it down. I'm I'm willing to put this show up against anybody. Mm. What y'all did tonight was serious. Oh Thanks. man! With that in the chat, I appreciate you guys for joining the show. Uh, Thank you. Everybody, take care. Have a blessed night. Peace, poets. Everybody, salute, poets. Yeah.